God is so good, isn't he? All the time. Fantastic. What a great response. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 13 verse 13 says, Faith, hope and love. These three abide. These three, they're the things that um, hopefully remain with us. But the greatest is love. Over the last two weeks, um, Ben and Edith have been speaking on um, Christ being the, the cornerstone. And I want to continue with that theme this morning um, from a little bit of a different perspective. But nevertheless, still declaring and building um, into this community this concept of Jesus Christ is our cornerstone. Now, when I, when I think of cornerstone, I, I, I think of something that we... Um, that is, is placed in a, in a position from, uh, of which that's where we begin to build from, from that place. So it's, it's a foundation. And, and what a cornerstone will do, it will reveal areas in the building that are out of alignment. And so this morning, I want to, I want to just, um, Hover around that a bit because um, one of the things that we're passionate about here in this community is that we want to build, we want to build strong, and we want to build towards eternity, for eternity. So a builder's stone is a, a, is a builder's terminology, terminology that carries with it that sense of alignment. If something is out of whack... What does it do? It just sticks out like a sore thumb. It sticks out and it's, it's easily recognizable as something that isn't fitting with what should be there. So when I think of Christ being the cornerstone from where we build, I have a sense that <laughs> the way that you live your life and the way that I live my life should actually be in alignment with that cornerstone, with that foundation of which we're building from. My faith in Christ, my commitment to him, has an absolute effect on how I'm going to live my life. So I can actually expect that my faith in Jesus, my hope, for a bright future, my hope for love is going to be a sustaining um, thing. It's going to build in me. It's going to build in me character and that character that reflects Jesus' life and purpose. And so as I look at how Jesus lived and what he aspired to, it develops in me a desire to live the same. I become an image bearer of that life. You know, while Mike and Charmaine were here, Mike spoke on this, this concept of, of being an image bearer. And, and that's what you and I should be. We, we should be bearing the image of Jesus Christ in every facet. In our workplace, in, in our home life, in our language, the way that we speak, 
to one another, it should be bearing the image of Christ. So that should be edifying. It should be something that is like Christ being the cornerstone, the foundation from which we build and, and which we build upon. It's solid. So the language in which we use to speak to one another, it should be solid. And so it is, if it isn't, it reveals itself as being totally out of whack to that, that, that cornerstone that we're, we're actually modeling our building on. At the foundation of what Jesus came to do, of which was to reveal the Father and to be about the Father's business, he knew something deeply that mankind didn't actually grab at that time, that they didn't actually lay hold of, um, and it, fe- it affected their lives immensely. So this morning I want to speak on two concepts that Jesus walked in, which I believe we also should be walking in. So we should be walking in them as well as foundations, as cornerstone beliefs in our lives that we can actually align our lives to and live out from that position. So the first, there's, I want to, I want to focus on two aspects. And the first one is, is that believing at the foundation of our belief. And this is perhaps what the disciples didn't actually grab that well. And the people, um, who Jesus was ministering to in, when he walked on this planet, he knew it, but they didn't. And that concept was, was that God is good. Jesus knew that God is just amazingly good. There is no error in him. There is no wrong. There is no fault. God is good. And he wants to do good. The second is that nothing is impossible for God. And so I want to I wanna just unpack these two concepts a little bit. And, um, and, and, and when we close today, I actually want us to, to come to a place, we're going to share communion together, and from these two perspectives of God is good and that nothing is impossible for God, I want us to be able to stand in the confidence of, of what we're going to be talking about to lay hold of every good and perfect gift that God has for us. Whether that be healing, whether that be direction, provision, or freedom. Believing that God is good and that God is love is actually foundational. And if we, if we want our lives to reflect a, a sense of success, and I'm not talking about success in the worldly perspective, I'm, I'm talking about success in the eyes of God. See, a, a marvelous example of success all through the, or through the, in the Old Testament was Joseph. Joseph was successful even when he was in the prison. Joseph was successful 
even when he was sold into slavery. And, and Joseph actually knew he was successful because it wasn't about what he did. It was more about who was with him that made him successful than anything that he did. He lived from a position of absolute faith and trust in God. And that's what caused him to be successful. What we believe about the nature of God shapes our attitudes. It shapes our choices, our relationships, and our expectations. And so the foundation of our faith must rest in this reality. God is good. David said of God, You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. Teach me your ways. Teach me your principles. And so when we live from that perspective, I believe that we want that in our lives. And so that's, that's got to be our most basic worldview and our permanent mindset. Anyone shift and change in the way that they think? I do from time to time. That's why I want to establish the truth of God's word, the truth of his ways in my life. I want him to be the foundation the, the, the cornerstone that, that reveals when stuff is out of whack in my life. When things don't go our way, we have a choice. And unfortunately, what a lot of people do is they actually begin to question God. <laughs> Why, God? Why is this happening to me? Or... If, if that foundation that God is good is established in our heart, we'll actually be able to embrace whatever is happening and actually believe that God's goodness is somehow going to turn it around. <laughs> See, I mean, we, we preached for a, a couple of years at Set Free about what we believe affects everything that we do. It affects how we behave. It affects everything in our life. And so again, this, this belief system has to be, um, has to be nurtured and, and fostered inside of us. What we believe at that moment has the power to change everything. When stuff goes wrong, what we believe then has the power to change everything. And so that's why it's so vital to establish this view of God as being good. He has no desire to bring harm to me. He only has desires to do good to me. James 1.17 talks about every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. God is infinitely good beyond our wildest dreams or expectations. Our faith in God's goodness renders powerless the negative circumstances that arise. I mean, what, what happens when war's um, views collide? When you're confessing with your mouth that, and, and believing in your heart that God is good and and that he, he has 
my heart, he's got a, a, a heart for my future to prosper me. And something opposite happens to you. What do you do? If that is, if that is built into your, um, into your life as a foundation, you're immediately going to recognize the counterfeit. You know, we did marriage ministries for years because we needed it. And one of the things that we learned in, in doing marriage ministries is they, they talked about recognizing when something is counterfeit. When, when they train bank tellers, they don't train them by exposing them to every counterfeit note that might come along. What they do is they expose them to the truth. To, they show them over and over again what a real note looks like. And when you know what the real thing is, you can identify a counterfeit just like that. And so that's why it's important for us to establish this foundation because it reveals truth. It reveals the, the truthfulness of God so we can actually identify when... Someone is trying to lead us astray. It's interesting. Ben and I, we were at Set Free Care on, on Thursday and, and we were having a conversation with this young fella. And, um, and I asked him, are you deceived? Because he was talking some pretty strange stuff. And, um, and he said, no. And so I asked the other question. If you were deceived, would you know that you were deceived? Would you? No, because you're deceived. If you knew that you were deceived, you would no longer be deceived. And see, this is what the truth does for us. It establishes that truth in our life so that we can, we can identify deception at the drop of a hat. So, a lot of people, when they encounter stuff that is, um, you know, it comes left field. One of the questions that they ask is, where is God in this? Well, perhaps a better question is, is where am I in this? Where am I aligning myself in what is happening with my life? Am I aligning myself in the goodness of God, or am I aligning myself with the bad news that I've heard? And at that point, we've got a decision to make that we actually step towards the truth and not towards the negativity. When you build that sort of belief into your, into your life, regardless of what is going on around you, you have this sense that everything is going to be all right. It's one of the reasons why Jesus could sleep in the boat in the middle of a storm. Because he knew that God was good. The disciples didn't yet know that. They were trying to grapple with it. But Jesus had absolute confidence in who his God was to the point that he could just curl up in the middle of the storm and not even be phased by it. What are you doing in your storms? Are you drawing on the peace of God? Are you drawing on the knowledge that God is good all the time? 
God is good and he has my best. And sometimes we don't understand the way that things evolve and, and things happen. But ultimately, God is working things for our good, even though we may not be able to identify it in that time. But if we have this foundation that God is good, it will come. Nothing will throw you off that kilter. When God and your problem is in the same room, one of those things has to change. I listened to a message by Bill Johnson this week, and it's, it was actually on these on these um, four pillars, um, and and he was actually using two of these that I'm I'm using today. Um, but he said. He was saying how he doesn't see or he's, he's never identified darkness chasing light out of a room. And that's true. You can have the darkest room and you can have the smallest light and that smallest light will dispel the darkness. Darkness cannot quench light. And so, again, that foundation that we need to establish in our hearts that God is good and that his light is going to dispel the darkness that is trying to snuff us out or that is trying to come against us. Since God's nature never changes, we have to believe and we have to have that confidence that the circumstance will. If we cling unwaveringly to the goodness of God, and that challenge that we're walking through or dealing with in our life is directly contrary to the goodness of God, then we need to align ourselves with that cornerstone of the goodness of God and not the negativity that is trying to knock us off. Psalm 27.13 says, I would have despaired unless I believed. Unless I believed I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. We, we are prone to give in to despair, aren't we? Negativity. We, we tend to, and, and you know, please, I'm, I don't want to want anybody to feel that um, I'm having a go at them or anything. But we, we, we tend to um, give up on our miracle because of the circumstances that we're navigating against. And so, you know, part of what we want to build in, in our community is this sense of, um, of people standing aside one another when those difficulties, when we're walking through those difficulties. Because two are better than one. A three-braided cord is very difficult to break. How can two walk together unless they be in unity? And so, you know, I know that I need correction i know that i need adjustment from the the people that i'm walking with that will actually say to me no i don't think that's right and they they realign me with their words back into that cornerstone foundation of god is good 
And immediately as they do that, I can realize that, wow, I'm out of whack. I'm out of alignment. And that's the beauty of what the Word does, because it's like a mirror that we can look into and see the areas of where we need adjustment. So today, if you're tempted to give up on on maintaining that breakthrough, my heart is, is that at the end of this service, you will actually respond and come up here and stand and receive prayer and receive encouragement and receive the goodness of God for you to keep on going. The strength to keep going doesn't come from willpower. It actually comes from the assurance that you will see God's goodness show up. It's coming. You know, storms come in every, in every season. Jesus never said that, you know, we, we're going to have a, a, a trouble-free ride. He actually said that, you know, in the world we will have troubles, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. And so from that perspective, we can align ourselves with that truth again. God is good. So don't let those storms affect your view of how you see God. See, every obstacle through, through eyes that are indelibly focused on God's goodness, and that will enable us to respond with confidence and peace. Remember this, the outcome of our life is not determined by what happens to us, but by how we respond. So I know that there's a lot of people in this room that have had horrendous things happen to them. And in many ways, we can, we can sit under that and allow that to define us. But that should not define us. When we, when we know and when we have a foundation on the goodness of God, and we've built this, this solid foundation, this cornerstone in our lives, then we can actually stand against that. Our assurance in God's goodness is what will lead us to respond with faith and have a confident expectation. The second foundation. Having faith that nothing is impossible to God. And I've got to say, I have a stronger belief in the confidence or in the goodness of God than I do with the fact that nothing is impossible to God. I believe that nothing is impossible to God. But from time to time, I'm challenged with this, this concept of, yes, God can, but will he? I hate that. 
But I want to I want to get to that point of where I know that God will and he wants to. And a lot of it is is just my mindset that is a is a blockage to the fact that I'm not actually letting God um, do the impossible for for me. So do you believe in your heart that anything is possible with God? Let's just speak that out. Anything is possible with God. Anything. Everything. All things. Nothing is impossible. Life can be tough. But hey, nothing is impossible. Sometimes trusting God in the face of difficult circumstances is not in the forefront of our thinking. But can I hazard a guess that maybe that's because you don't truly believe that anything is possible for God in your life? Maybe you have a a belief that, yes, everything is possible for God in someone else's life, but I haven't experienced, so it's, it's not my belief. You know, I, I struggled with that for years. Edith used to get these massive migraines. And she'd come to me for prayer. And I, I prayed maybe once or twice and nothing happened. So I thought, well, <laughs> no point coming to me again. And yet she, she kept on coming. And my response was, well, physician, heal thyself. <laughs> because I battled with this, this sense of, of, and it was error. That prayer didn't work for me. That she needed to go and see someone else. And she might get a breakthrough. Or even, or even a, a, a thought that, well, she is more spiritual than me. Of which is a load of hogwash. Because I'm the head of the house. I am her spiritual head. And it's not that because of that that I lord it over her. It's actually a great responsibility of which reveal, was revealed to me that I was abdicating. I would want to believe that most of us desire to walk in a sense of victory over the worst of any circumstances that we face. But the reality that we often face is that How do we achieve that when our faith seems to crumble when stuff happens? And again, it comes down to what we believe. Have you ever watched a a gym junkie or a body worker, a, a bodybuilder? They spend hours and hours putting resistance on their muscles. And that resistance actually exercises their muscles and increases the the strength of them. I believe it's very similar for our faith. 
If there is no opposition to your faith, how is it going to grow? How is that sense of overcoming? Because ultimately that's what the bodybuilder is doing, isn't it? It's overcoming that opposition because he's putting his, his energy to it, his mind to it. And I believe that the, the, the challenges that we face are exactly the same. We need to put some energy to it. And the best energy that we can put to it is to remind ourselves, one, of the goodness of God, and two, that nothing is impossible to God. When we're squeezed hard enough, what comes out? Because I can guarantee if you're squeezed hard enough, something is going to come out. (laughs) And my desire would be that if I'm squeezed hard enough, what comes out is going to be godly. I would hope so. Let's pray. Because when you're squeezed, it comes out. It comes out in your language. What you say. In your attitude. In the way that you carry yourself. Offense. For us to come to a place of believing that nothing is impossible for God, our foundation needs to be in his goodness. As I said earlier, James 1. 17 to 18. Every good and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Ephesians 3. 20 to 21. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think. How much is that? Far more? Think of your grandest thought. Doesn't measure up to God. Your grandest thought, God is able to exceed. How? According to the power that works within us. According to the power that works within us. Where does that power come from? It's from the goodness of God. It's from what we're standing on. And having done all to stand, we stand therefore. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. I mean, if we we think about that scripture, 
from the perspective of where the cornerstone is and and we're in the wall, are we lining up with that cornerstone, with that foundation? Or are we sticking out like a sore thumb? Because we will if we don't believe that. Faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. I love what Joseph Prince says, that by establishing proper believing, we can establish confident, proper living. God is able to do far beyond what you and I can ask or think. Maybe you're facing something impossible today. You know, something that I believe that God uh, or, or that the enemy is, is targeting at the moment is relationships and health. Whatever your impossibility may be, Take it and subject to the God who specializes in impossible situations. It might be your marriage. Subject it to the God who works and overcomes those impossible situations. I know many of us have had challenges in our provision. Take that challenge and subject it to the goodness of God and declare over it, God is good. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. Declare over it that God is an ever-present help in time of trouble. Declare over it that um, he is a strong tower. The righteous run into him and have safety. As Jesus said in Mark 10, 27, With man this is impossible, but not with God. For all things are possible with God. So instead of looking at the impossible in front of you, Trust that God is good. He cares for you and has a wonderful plan in solving your difficult situation. It's imperative that we keep on feeding on God's word. I didn't say reading. Because if you're like me, I can read paragraph, chapters, and after a while I can just think, what did I just read? But if I'm feeding on God's word, I'm paying attention to it. I'm eating it. I'm, I'm devouring it. I'm, I'm gaining stuff from it. So it's imperative that we, we feed on the word of God. Begin to exercise that faith muscle. Step out in faith. You know, the opportunities that we have to pray for people. 
Maybe, maybe your step of faith is as you're going to the doctor to get results or whatever or, or, or you're going somewhere, you're scheduled for surgery. Maybe your step of faith is, is asking the doctor, hey, can we just check that again? Because I, if, if you're anything like me, I just let them have all the shots. But maybe that step of faith is to actually ask, hey, I've had prayer and I have an amazing God that I believe is wanting to heal me. Can we just check that again? Jesus came to give us hope with the promise that he will be with us till the end. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 and 9 says, You may be hard-pressed on every side, perplexed, persecuted and struck down, but you will not be destroyed. Remember today that you're standing on the promises of Jesus Christ, who has promised never to leave us nor forsake us. Stand and believe on that to the end. We have nothing to fear from this world because our citizenship is in heaven. And our citizenship in heaven is guaranteed by the blood of Jesus and the seal of the Holy Spirit. I want us to take communion at the end of our service today. Sean and Karina, if you can come. Ushers, if you can begin to get the, um, the emblems ready. And as soon as you have them, can you start um, distributing them? I want to share something this morning that has been a challenge for us. <clears throat> but in that, I want you to know that we are not in fear. Um, and so maybe for other people that are facing challenges as well, this is, you know, what we're navigating through, what you're navigating through is not a time to let fear in. It's actually a time where we want to stand in the confidence of what Jesus has done. And one of the reasons why I want to share this this morning with our church family is because we regard you as family. And so we, we believe that a family who prays together is much better than a family, a family that is disjointed. And so we love the unity that we have within this body of believers. In saying that, I want to, I want to actually open up our altar this morning for, and for others who have challenges. Because I believe that the taking of communion is an incredible declaration of the goodness of God. Every time we take it, we declare what Jesus has done. He forgave us our sins. He carried our infirmities. 
He's healed all of our diseases. You know, something that we've been preaching here for a while now is that we, we believe in this laying hold of heaven. The Lord's Prayer that He taught us to pray, He declared, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so we want to, we actually want to be believers that carry around in us this confidence that whatever doesn't match up with heaven doesn't match up with earth on our watch. Because we, we carry around in us the truth and life of Jesus Christ and all that he gave to us. And so we, we want to advance the kingdom of God on this, on this earth in people's lives. On earth as it is in heaven. There's no cancer in heaven. There's no loneliness in heaven. There's no challenge of financial provision in heaven. So whatever it is that you have a challenge with today, I actually want us, as we take communion, to be praying and laying hands on one another. And I think that would be easiest if we just made room out the front here and anyone who needs that laying on of hands just comes out the front and we can anoint them with oil, we can lay hands on them, we can take communion over them declaring the goodness of God. And can I say this? A lot of the time when you're navigating through something that is challenging and you respond or it becomes public and it's not to negate the confidence of people wanting to walk in their in their growing of faith but sometimes we need to be considerate of the person that is bearing the challenge and so that's why I want to make this opportunity for us to pray to believe this morning so that it doesn't get awkward for the person later on with 30 people coming up at different times oh geez can I pray for you can I lay hands on you so that's why we're making a public opportunity to do this because I believe there's power in corporateness, in, in, in corporate obedience. So we're going to worship. Um, the song that I wanted to sing over this time is Cornerstone. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name.
Christ alone, the cornerstone. Weak, made strong in the Saviour's love. Through the storm, He is Lord, Lord of all. When darkness seems to hide His face, we rest on His unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. Within the veil. That's right in the presence of God. Christ alone, cornerstone, weak made strong in the Saviour's love. Through the storm, He is Lord, Lord of all. When He shall come with trumpet sound, O may I then in Him be found, dressed in His righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. So the way we're going to do it is if you have anything this morning, come and stand out here so that we as a family can pray for one another, lay hands on those who are sick, challenged, whatever. And let's believe in the goodness of God and that God is able to do anything. All things are possible. So let's worship. And then I'll, I'll call us out to, to pray. Hope is built on nothing less Than Jesus' blood and righteousness I dare not trust the sweetest frame